Welcome to Good Hope Church with Pastor Billy Bryson. We praise God for every listener and ask that you like, follow, and rate this podcast so we can reach more people for the kingdom. I pray for open hearts, open ears, and the blood of Jesus to cover everyone that hears my voice. Now let's get into the word. Amen. And you want to keep it right there, right there at the bottom of your chin. Hello? Right here. Check, check. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, am I good? Good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Good. Yes, blessed, right? I'm going to open with prayer. Everybody bow our heads, close your eyes. Father God, I just am so grateful to be here today and to be a part of this body. I ask that you continue to send a word for them. I am grateful that you've chosen me to deliver this word. I pray that those who have an ear to hear, that they hear, and that it sticks and lands on good tilled up ground and the seeds be planted. And we just love you and honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. 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 So, I first want to bring your attention to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Now, this is a new one for me. Or, I'm just so amazed that you just continue to get revelation of God's word. And, and Pastor spoke on this, I don't know if it was last week, week before, but he, he had prophesied and said in the coming days the church is just going to keep getting more revelation, and, and there's more meat for us to, to have. So I'm just so grateful for that. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, I looked up inspiration of God in the Greek and what that translated to because New Testament was written primarily in Greek. So I looked it up in the Greek, and inspiration of God translates to divinely breathed on by God. That is powerful. So we know that this is, this is some powerful words that we should be consuming. And it tells us it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, because let's be honest, we all need correction sometimes, and for instruction in righteousness. So I want you guys to just hold on to that and keep that in mind. Now, I'm going to just talk about how we should be praying, praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ and for those in authority. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, this is Paul writing to us, and he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Verse 19, and for me, now I found it interesting, he he put himself in a different category, right? He's writing to a people, but Paul has an authority. So he put himself in a different category, and he said, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Now he's saying that he can preach the word to the people who need it. Now if you turn just a few pages over, we're going to go to Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. It says, this is Paul writing again. This is just, he's writing a letter to a different area, a different geographic area. Because Paul went on some missions. He traveled to give people the word. So he says, in a, to a different area, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. This sounds familiar. With all, praying also for us, God's people in authority, 
that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So he's telling the same thing two times. And it's just a few pages over, right? So that tells me it's important. He wants people to know, hey, you guys have got to be praying. And in Ephesians, it tells us to pray in the Spirit. Now, Pastor touched on that last week and was telling us how our minds have an understanding of things, but it's not what God wants us to understand always. There's a deeper meaning and reason for our praying. And when we pray in the Spirit, that's what we're tapping into. And um, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it tells us that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And... Lastly, my last verse I want to point out is John chapter 10, verse 27. He tells us, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So, Lord, we just pray that your sheep would hear your voice today, and that they walk in what you say and follow you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, you've... You've told us that if we would bring our tithes and our offering, you would rebuke the devourer for our sake. And he would not destroy the fruits of our ground. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for the blessing in the hard times because you got my back. So, Father, we're humbly honored to be able to sow into the kingdom. Everything that comes in goes to the work of the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, we're honored to serve, and we ask you to bless the tithe and the offering, sanctified in Jesus' name, and amen. At this time, everyone has everyone been served the communion. Praise the Lord. We're teaching, we taught last week on communion. Communion is very important, and communion can help you get the breakthrough. As you take it worthily. So you must examine yourselves. And the Bible says you can't have all against any. And you need to have a clear conscience. So I'm going to lead you through a little prayer. Say, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, forgive me for every sin that I've committed. Willfully or in ignorance, I repent. Wash me. With the blood of Jesus, sanctify me and make me whole in Jesus' name. I thank you for the body that was broken and the blood that was shed of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He asked us to do this in remembrance of him. So I take this bread that represents the body. And the juice that represents the blood. Right now, shall we commune together? Can you say amen? You may pass your cups to the center aisle. Come on and give God praise in the house. We're trying something new. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Glory to God. I believe I got a trash can. I welcome you today here at Good Hope. Why do we call it Good Hope? We're lifting up Jesus. I had a brother give me this revelation some time ago. I always teach real 
strict about certain things in the scripture. And he said, brother, he said, you're helping me walk the straight and the narrow. And he said, hope should be helping others pursue excellence. A lot of people go to church. But the Bible says we shall give an account of every idle word. So you got to watch what you say. Look at somebody and say, he's talking to you. <laughs> We're going to change microphone. Not only does the Lord say we're going to give an account of every idle word, but Jeremiah 1 and 12 says that he watches over his word to perform it. Now, when I come into this, about 39 years ago, it was kind of tough for me to believe that he parted the Red Sea and you know, I was just, okay, I'll accept it by faith. So when I come into this, I had to just receive it by Come on, y'all can talk to me up in here. So by faith, you grow in God's grace. For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So the more you respond to faith, the more you get God to move. Keep that in mind. He knows you got turmoil. He knows you have tests. You have, you have trials. He knows you cry. He knows when you hurt. The Bible says He's touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He knows what you have need of before you, before you ask. But God only responds to faith. He knows your hurt. He knows your suffering. He knows, he knows what you're dealing with on a daily basis. But how does God respond? Hebrews 11 and 6. What's it say? For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. He that cometh to God must first believe that He is God, and that He is a rewarder of those that will diligently. Sister Joanne's got that. <laughs> Somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. So you can walk in here and walk out of here, but if you don't grab a hold to a word of faith, which we preach, this whole time didn't do you any good. You want God to move the mountain? Start responding in faith. Amen. Amen. I mean, I'm just trying to help you. You're going to help me. I'm helping myself. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited today because, you know, today's a special day. You know. Y'all feel me? The month of October is Pastor's Appreciation. I, you know, thank God for my wife. Amen. Beside every good preacher, there should there's usually a a good wife. Usually, I wouldn't be here without her. And I don't get the big head about. You know, celebrations and all, I, I, you know. We're going to take a look at that. Let's go here today. We're going to just feel after the Spirit to know what we need to do. Let's just, let's just touch on that as we get started. With all humility, glory to God. Luke, let's take a look here at Luke 17 and verse 10. We're going to just pull on a few scriptures. And we're going to go back to where we were last week. Lord, say the same. Last week we talked about Holy Communion and the benefit of it. Luke 17 and 10, we're going to touch on that today. Amen. Glory to God. My, my prayer today is that you receive a word. Right. A word from the throne. Right. Don't, don't see me. 
listen. Say, God, I need a word. Everybody, say, God, I need a word. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I'm speaking to the camera. Holy Spirit, speak to me. You can get a word and it can radically change everything that's going on in your world. Just a word. Luke 17 and 10 is, Jesus was talking to the leaders and the people and, you know, they were starting to get it, come to a place of arrogancy. The Holy Spirit was moving and with Jesus and they were in the right company. You know, in our day and time, they had a head on all the right apparel and all the right logo because they were, they had, they had the winning team. Go Chiefs. Football season, everybody, I, Everybody's got something kind of with a with a on their license plate or a t-shirt, a hat. You know, and I get it. Jesus goes into here, and we're just going to pick up at verse 10. He says, So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, you're to say, We are unprofitable servants. Don't get the big head. We're not in this for the money, by the way. But some folks are. They, they, they won't come. They won't pastor. They won't minister. I'm talking about all leaders, God's leaders. Right? This, this is not just for the pastors. If you know me, I'll give you the opportunity so I can take a break. I didn't work 60 hours this week. Huh? But I see here in the scripture, it says, you're to say we have done all that which we were commanded us. We are unprofitable servants. And last part, it says, we have done that which was our duty to do. When this thing is all said and done, we have done that which is our duty to do. Now, I, I, I normally don't do, uh, accept anything. Uh, I, I don't want no big celebration, an anniversary. I, we, don't go, we don't do all that. Because if I do my part and you do and you do your part, everybody's sacrificing. If you're not sacrificing, you didn't do your part. So how can I be honored, me and the wife, if you're sacrificing? You're doing that part which was called on you to do. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. But I get the scriptures. You're supposed to give honor. Even more honor to those that labor in the word and doctrine. That's all right. It's all right. And the day will come. I'll believe God for that. I'm going to lay that job down. Larry, I'm going to park that bucket truck. For sale sign on it. He's retired. They'll call my phone and say, we are no longer in business. Have a good life. <laughs> Equipment for sale. <laughs> the Bible says for everything there is a time and a season. For every person, every, every purpose under the heaven. I ain't supposed to do this. For, I ain't supposed to work till I die. Somebody didn't get that. Huh? Amen. Amen. Trying to get out there with them young guys trying to do that hard stuff. You ain't supposed to do that all, all your life. Huh? Glory to God. If you sow in your season to work, you'll reap. And you won't have to worry about something coming in at the end of the journey. All right, let's get back on something different here. Let's, let's take a look here today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. I'm going to tie this in there. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Hallelujah. The Lord said, take my time with it. 1 Corinthians 12. I thank God for this facility. We, we don't have to rent a hall. We can, we, can smell, we can smell all that cooking going on while we're up here. And that's a blessing. That's, that's a dream come true. Amen. You got to rent a hall and all that kind of stuff. We can cater our own food, you know? 
1 Corinthians 12, and let's take a look here at verse 22. 1 Corinthians 12 and 22. I want to highlight some things. Glory to God. Paul was talking about members of the body, how the hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of thee, or the eye. Everybody's valuable as members in the body. Let's pick up here at the 22nd verse. He says, nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. They're not a pain. They're not a burden. They're necessary. So you don't forget where you come from. And the struggles that you've had. Amen. You see some of these young mothers and they're raising kids and they're trying to get them all in the vehicle. And Oh, you remember the nightmare that was? Huh? Or you see somebody tired because they worked last night or they're on the third shift and they're trying to get to service and they can barely keep their eyes. You ought to be humbly thanking God for them and supportive of them. Praise the Lord. Verse 23, and those members of the body which we think to be, what's it say? We think this. We think this. They're less honorable. Upon these we bestow what? More abundant honor. You've got to stay humble to do this. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Keep that in your spirit. Somebody comes in, Lord, how can we help minister that need? They're valuable. They're important. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus always looked beyond the fault and seen the need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go back to last week's lesson, and we're going to pick up about Holy Communion. I noted there were some benefits of taking communion. Glory to God. All this come out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. But we're going to talk to you about how communion blesses us. And so, uh, let's take a look here at Psalms 91. And let's pick up about the ninth verse. Psalms 91. Thank you, Jesus. We're living in a troubled day. Uh, If you're not aware of it, if Israel's got problems, we've got problems. Because God is for Israel. They were the chosen people of God. And they still are. I'll tell you this, the scriptures clearly tell us, I'm going to give you the address. It says in Luke 13 and 33, it says, it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. Selah. The reason being is because he come out of Jerusalem. And God is for Jerusalem, for for the whole region there. Because Israel is the heart of God. And so, when they're going through, we better uphold their leaders. You know, the Bible says that in 1 Timothy, first of all, prayer and supplication be given for all those that are in authority. Well, we've got to pray for the leaders of Israel, as well as the leaders of this country. I've I've learned this in 30-plus years. Just agree with God. Just just do it the way He designed it. Love what God loves and hate what God hates. I mean, I just just try to get over on His side. You want favor? Be pleasing and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Just love what He loves, hate what He hates. Just just make that your model. God, that's my heart. Paul said, my heart's desires and prayers to God is that Israel might be saved. He knew what to do. You see, faith only works by love. The love of God. 
You say, oh, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. Well, if you don't give tithe and offerings, and if you don't pray for the peace of Jerusalem, the scripture says you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you're going to prosper. So there's some keys to successful living. Just love what he loves, hate what he hates. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. One God. He said, Israel, get this. And if they don't get it, the chasing hand of God is upon them. So you've got to pray for Israel to get this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said, what, Psalms 91 and 91 and 9? Okay. Praise God. Now, the, the, the 91st Psalm, He that dwells in a secret place shall abide under the shadow. This, this whole chapter tells you just love God and make Him your refuge. Make Him your protector. God, you promised me. Put Him in remembrance. Isaiah 43 and 26. God wants to be put in remembrance. Amen. Now the psalmist, all the way down to the nine verse, he's talking to God about you're my refuge. He's reminding God. Now let's pick up at verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. God, I'm going to dwell with you. I'm going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm not getting caught up in nothing else. I ain't in music. Whatever you're doing, I ain't got nothing for it. I ain't, I'm not interested. Huh? I'm not interested. They had a conviction, consciousness of obeying God. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. You've got to sanctify yourself. You have to. You, do, you start in the small things and ask God to keep helping you, and he'll keep walking you to where it's not a problem. We're all walking to where we're going to have victory on top of victory. Can you say amen? amen. Say, God, I consecrate myself unto you. I make you my habitation. And the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus will shine on you, and you'll have favor in the earth. Amen. amen. Glory to God. Verse 10, it says, There shall... How much evil? Mother, what does it say? No, no. no evil. I think I'm going to highlight that. <laughs> no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. Now this is the eternal word of God. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass for one dotting of the eye, one crossing of the T, one jot or tittle. Huh? He watches over his word to perform it. Isaiah 43, 26. Let's take a look. Many of you I don't, I'm not familiar with your faces, so this is one of my favorite scriptures. Forty three twenty six. See if I got the address right. Yes. I just quote it and roll with it so much. Sometimes, okay. He says, put me in remembrance. Remind me of what it said. God wants you to tug on the strings of his heart. Come on, somebody. You grandparents and you parents. Your little, little kid come up to you, your grandkids, you clean the room up, I'll get you an ice cream cone. They clean the room up or halfway clean it up. They'll say, where's my ice cream cone? Huh? Right? They're expecting the promise. He said, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together, declare thou, declare thou. What's that mean to you? You've got to open up your voice and you've got to say something. Declare thou. You have not because you you got it. Many of your blessings are held up because you haven't learned that death and life is in the power of your tongue. 
Or should I say, life is in the power of your tongue. The psalmist says, if you love it, you'll eat the fruit thereof. Huh? Right? Come on, somebody. Amen. Call to remembrance what he has already declared. And your blessing is right ahead of you. Huh? You can get in oh God, I'm going through all this pressure. I can't stay. I can't take no more. God says, when you, get, when you stop that and start calling on me in faith, I'll move. He told me this years ago. I've said it a bunch. And I'll keep saying it. He says, I've passed over 10,000 to find one like you. If that don't humble you. Then you can swell up. Okay. Because you've consecrated yourself unto me. You chose to discipline yourself. To separate yourself unto me. Regardless of who's going to follow this, you've made a decision. You hear that song, I've decided to follow Jesus. What does it say? No turning back. Huh? Though none go with me. What does it say? I will follow. Come on, somebody. And you're going to have a season. Where you go, oh, God, there ain't nobody with me. He says, oh, but you said that you would go on all the way. And he says to you, I'll never leave you, neither will I forsake you. Come on, somebody. And he tells you, you'll have a song in the night. What's that mean? Well, you, when you go through something so deep and dark, you find, okay, that's what that means. He'll put a song in your spirit that keeps trying to raise up over what's going on in your mind. Tell me, you can, you've got, there's victory in Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No evil shall come nigh your dwelling place. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11 and 26. Let's pick back up there. 1 Corinthians 11. This is commonly the chapter where everybody teaches on communion. Praise the Lord. Are you there? For it says, as often as ye eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Selah, for as often, now I repent because I haven't done this often enough, allowing the church to take communion. So it's necessary to teach on this, and I always said, God, we're in a, we're in a tough season. I'm, I'm, I'm really low in the boom. He said, but you still got to make it often to do this, because you're showing the Lord's death till he comes. Now, we talked last week about how important to identify with his death. When you identify with his death, you identify with his resurrection as well. His burial and resurrection. You do show the Lord's death till he comes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Communion represents... God's covering. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Now, we know that he was beaten with how many stripes? 39 say one, which is 30, 38. Somebody say 38 is the magic number. For healing. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 that Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame. Who for the joy, I'm going to back up, who was for the joy that was set before him. Joy set before him and he's going to the cross. The joy was because he knew that with those stripes were for every sickness, every type of infirmity, weakness, 
or disease. Nothing was by coincidence. Every slash was for our healing, for our deliverance. And we've got tremendous amount of sickness all through the land. But Jesus paid the price. His body was broken for us. The brokenness of his body allowed us to be healed or to be whole. Colossians 1.12 says you are complete in him. If you get a word, if you get a revelation, if you get a rhema imported to your spirit. Come on somebody, all you need is a word. All you need is a word. Say I'm healed. From head to toe. And I'm blessed wherever I go. You just keep walking with that. I'm healed from head to toe. I'm blessed. The devil, the jig's up. I got to go somewhere else. I got to mess up somebody else's day. Ain't no, ain't no getting through that one. Huh? Jesus paid the price. Say he paid it. He paid it. He paid it for me. Thank you, Jesus. His body was broken. And the blood was a New Testament established by his blood, which is on better promises than the old covenant. You read Deuteronomy 28, the first 13 verses, it talks about blessed from head to toe wherever you go. And it talks about, uh, I'll bless your womb, I'll bless, I'll bless you with cattle. Uh, the enemy come against you one ways, I'll make him flee seven ways. Read the first 13 verses of Deuteronomy 28. It'll change your life. That's old covenant. But he tells us in the new covenant, which is established upon better promises. Can it get better yet? He says, oh yeah. I'm giving you life and that more abundantly. I release it to you. I give it to you. If you'll receive it in your spirit, See, you got to get it in your spirit before it can come in the natural. Breakthrough comes in your spirit first, and then the manifestation of the natural. Hallelujah. Read John 15. He says, if you abide in me and in my words, then you ask what you will. And it will be done for you. Glory to God. Then you can say the word works, because I work the word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's the Word. It's the Word that transforms you from death to life. It's the Word. Say, it's the Word. You got to have the Word. I need a Word in due season. You need a, I'm due a season, God, of relief and release. There's a sweet release when you get a Word. <laughs> You just got to have a word. The Bible says man shouldn't live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What's he saying today? He's saying something today. If you receive God, I need a personal word. Oh, thank you for that personal word. You might, you might have your ears on here. God, I got some good teaching. And you get out of here and go to the gas station. A guy, over, he's filling up a cross for me. And all of it. He gives you the word. But all you got to do is believe. God, I thank you for a word. So I can stomp the devil. I can stomp him. Put him under my feet. Walk up on high places. You know what high places are? It's thoughts in your mind. The Bible says in the Old Testament, how has the mighty fallen? They are slayed upon the high places. The mighty. Those thoughts that rose up and took root that, were, that we exalted above the word of God. The battle's in the mind. All your battle's in your mind. Hallelujah. If you get a word, you receive what he's saying, you'll have victory on top of victory. You're more than a conqueror in every situation according to the eternal word of God. Every situation. Say every situation. Every situation. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Communion is your covering. As we do communion, we acknowledge our covering. We'll state this as we did last week. Communion helps you acknowledge your covering. That's the body. Take the body. Drink the blood. In remembrance of the blood. You're not literally drinking blood and all that. Eating his body. You're doing it as a a representation of what he's done. Do this with me, everybody. A little exercise. The body, the blood. Now throw your hands up. The body and the blood. Now throw your hands up. Now stomp your feet three times. Just three times. Three times. Let's do both of them. Do it. The body, the blood. Amen. The body and the blood. It's the body and the blood. You want to make the devil mad? Do this in remembrance of him representing the body and the blood. Thank you, Jesus. You acknowledge your covering and you proclaim your covenant. The blood is the New Testament. It's the covenant. It's in his blood. The body and the blood. You know, I'm going to tell you this because I love you. The Lord woke me up at 1.30 one morning and he showed me that, that little exercise. I got up on the side of the bed, honey, the blood, throw my hands up and have the people stomp their feet. I said, really? It's 1.30 in the morning. I can't go back to sleep. Do it again. Do it again. All right. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I went back to try to go back. I'll try to speak in tongue. God, I can get every thought out of my mind. I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The covering and the covenant. Israel has to have this in their spirit. You see, you wake up in the morning, you think, well, good morning. Somebody's got the mullet grub. All right, what's good about it? You didn't hear any bombs going off last night, did you? Huh? You didn't hear no bombs. You slept, you slept as good as you could. Huh? You slept. Huh? You're blessed. You better appreciate your blessing. Because trouble's coming. Second Corinthians, let's take a look at this. One and twenty. We're almost there. 2 Corinthians. Thank you, Jesus. I pray this helps you. Praise God. Now let's let's back up. Let's let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's start at the first part of this. I'm going to just read a couple of verses in here. 2 Corinthians 1 and 3. Now it's... Uh, all this high-tech stuff, uh, it, it can help you. But I'm going to share this with you. There's nothing better than an old-fashioned Bible where you can turn the pages. Because you can highlight, you can write a date in there when you got something, or you were trusting and believing for something, and maybe 10, 15, 20 years, you go back, okay, I got notes all in this book. How can you do, I mean, maybe you can do that with a computer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have one. I don't want one. I'm old school. I'm staying old school. I'm going to stay old King James. The thee, thou's, and though, that makes good sense to me. After 39 years, I understand what he's saying. Thou art highly favored. I understand that. Thou art cursed. I, I see what he's saying. So, but when you got a Bible and you can mark it with orange and red and green, that's a good thing. Now, I'm going to look here at 2 Corinthians 1 and 3, it says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. You see that? See, there, if you're like me, if you're going through, okay, God, I see what you said. Now, I believe you meant what you said. You're the God of all comfort. So what I'm dealing with, you know how to get me through this and comfort me in the process. Come on and say amen. The God of all comfort. So he's saying, I can, if you trust me, I'll bring you through this because I'm the God of all comfort. Boy, you can put the devil on the run with just the word all. I'm in this. I'm in covenant. You got my back because I'm in covenant. Praise the Lord. Who comforted us with all, excuse me, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in. Any trouble. You, sh- you, you took care of me, so ha-ha! When you're going through, he got you. Just like he had me. I don't care what trouble it is. Any trouble. Say, look at your name. Any trouble. He'll cancel the debt. He'll touch and heal your body. He'll save that lost and wayward child. So you can go on to bed and thank him. God, I thank you. The promises unto me and to my children and all them that are far off. I just thank you for it in advance. Thank you for victory. I got more than enough. More than enough. He's more than enough for me. Hallelujah. You see, the Holy Ghost is the comforter. That's why we talk about the Holy Ghost so much. He's named as a comforter. Huh? You're not in this alone. Let's skip over here to verse 20. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, it says, For all the promises of God in Him are yea and in Him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Selah. All the promises of God are yes and amen. A-L-L. A-L-L. All. All means all. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says he's no respect of persons. Mm-hmm. That's right, you somebody. You're members of the body of Christ. The hand can't save the foot. I ain't got no use for you. Huh? All the promises. What do you got need of? But the latter part of that verse, when you look at it, it says, unto the glory of God by us. Unto the glory of God. So if you say, God, I need this thus way and thus and so for your glory. Not about me. Huh? We know he'll... Scripture says, if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart, but your desires are modified because you're on the cross. Hmm? The Bible says, labor to give to him who has need. So if you want to be rich, hopefully it's for you can help your neighbor. Huh? If you want an abundance, you want to be able to help somebody. Amen. Amen. Otherwise, it's idolatry and witchcraft. You want to be seen, you know? Draw attention to yourself. All the promises. What's lacking? The Bible says that we... The Lord is, if he's our shepherd, like this, David said, we shall not want. 
The reason why we want is because we have not called upon Him to give it to us. To everyone that asketh, receiveth. To him that seeketh, findeth. Everyone. He's a good father. If you ask for a piece of bread, he's not going to give you a scorpion. Here, eat this. It may kill you in the process, but eat it. He don't work that way. Say it. He don't work that way. Let the, let the world, let the, speak it out. He don't work that way. He's a loving father. God is not slack concerning his promises as some people, some men, count slackness. He's not slack concerning his promises. But scripture says he's long-suffering. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the more you humbly say, God, I'm, uh, please meet me where I'm at. I mean, you know, you know where I'm at. Meet me. I'm, I'm saying this all the time. Meet me where I'm at. God, I'm, I'm at this level, but I still have some things that are not right. Completely right. Because, God, I can't seem to get this going in my life. Like, I, help me. So I, I, I repent of the sins of ignorance. I, I can't see myself totally the way you see me. But God, I want to do your will. I devote my life to you. Use me for your glory. And he'll start taking care of you in grand style. That's the way it works. Praise the Lord. I'm grateful today. Hallelujah. For you all being here, I pray that you receive the word, a word of faith that can help you. Glory to God, that can help you get the breakthrough. I want you to think about that for a minute. Where do I need the breakthrough? Now, everything, there's three levels of interpretation of Scripture. For three specific needs concerning humanity. Spirit, soul, and body. So, you could have a need in one of those areas. And that's where we go to work. In prayer and believing God for you. If you have a spirit need, it's lack of understanding. You may be trying to get the breakthrough this way, but but you don't have the wisdom and the counsel of God. So, so you may need a physical touch. I can't get healed. I need healing in my body. Well, there's a promise in Scripture for that. And number one, you've got to be born again. John 9, 31, it says that God hears not sinners. Now, the religious leaders were looking at Jesus, and they realized, hey, this guy's doing miracles. And they thought he was just as corrupt, and they were scratching their head. They said, hey, wait a minute. This guy, he's healing people, and he's talking about his father, whom, but he doesn't keep our traditions. He, he don't look like one of us. But we know this for sure, that God doesn't hear sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God, and do his will. According to the word. Him he hears. So they were in a great dilemma. They asked him. Said, by what authority do you do these things? He said well you tell me by. This he said. Uh, John the Baptist. Was he a prophet. Of the one true God. Or not. And they refused to answer him. Because John had an anointing on his life that they could not deny. This was a chosen man of God. But my encouragement to you today is you've got to be born again. And all that means is you've got to surrender your will to God. And let God lead you. He told Nicodemus, except you be born again, you can't see the kingdom. And he said, what do you mean? Do I enter a second time into my mother's womb? 
And Jesus looked at him and said, you're a teacher in the synagogue, a leader, a master teacher, and you don't understand? You've got to come out, you've got to lay down your life and be led by the Holy Spirit in order to have eternal life. He says, you must be born again. So today is the day of salvation. I, I, I want to comfort you with this. God wants to radically change many of your lives. And I'm speaking to the camera as well, some here. And the way he does it is you've got to first surrender your will to him. And, the, and, and it, don't quit, it don't quit there, by the way. You always have to surrender your will. Because the devil will try to Harden your heart to where you try to do it in your own strength. And then you're, it's all appeal for you. But if you want this thing to work in your favor, say, Father, I just surrender my will to you. And I ask you to meet me where I'm at. He'll be faithful to do it. He's that much of a loving father for you. And then all the promises are for you. Yes, and so be it. That's a teaching in itself. You open up your heart, yes, to the promises, and he's already declared, so be it. Be it unto you. All right. Come on and stand with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to bow your head. I want you to do some soul search. Just, just, just concerning your life. Now, I, 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 you know, I, I'm very cautious to prophesy and to call people. I can do that all day long. I've, I've done it for years. But that's not always the plan of God. If you will willfully hear what God's saying... The prophet doesn't have to work. Today is the day of salvation. If you're tired of doing this in your own strength, are you just like, man, I'm just, it's just, just hard. It's a hard road. God said the way of the transgressor is hard. And it's not going to be hard in the sense that if you walk with God, His grace is sufficient. Say, God's grace is sufficient. I surrender to the mercy of God. Right here today, in the name of Jesus, say, Lord Jesus. Come into my life and save me and deliver me and heal me and set me free right here today in Jesus' name. Help me each day to surrender my will, to serve you, to honor you, to worship you, to love you, and to receive your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Do you feel all right today? Let's give God praise in the house. It's a good day. It's a good day. Praise the Lord. You have the victory. Huh? I want you all to stay for, we're going to, I'm not sure where they're at downstairs, but it's eating time. I know they, I don't know if they got a clock down there or not. We got to make sure we got a clock down there. I will always quit on time when there's food prepared. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. May God bless you. May God keep you. Please stay and stay with us in fellowship. And I assume we'll bless the food when we get down there. I don't want to be ahead of them. Amen. <laughs> You go down there, hey, let's eat. Go ahead and start digging in. But no, we're going to wait on them.
Amen. Thank you for being here today. May God bless you and keep you. We'll see you next week. Those that are on Facebook, God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to like, comment, and share. We love you all. And God bless. May there be good